You ready? We won! And flying ain't for sissies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Cockpits and Cocktails. This is the Air Race Classic Edition. I am Natalie Fly Girl Kelly, and I'm with my friend, Fly Alyssa. Hey, Natalie. I am great. The Air Race Classic is over, and we are having so much fun. Long time no see, right? I know. See, I have to say that flying to Cincinnati is way faster than driving to Cincinnati. About 11 hours in the car and nine hours in the cockpit. Got her done. A lot of sitting. Yeah. See, I had my handy dandy little seat cushion in the airplane and it was so helpful. You're telling all of our trade secrets. Yeah. Yeah. The funny thing about this cushion is my mom has the exact same cushion because her bottom gets tired of sitting in her car and she told me one time you've got to buy this cushion. (laughs) Well we are getting a little older. So I know so it's like a family cushion that my family uh, swears by. So comfortable. Yeah. We did it. We completed it. We had no idea what we were getting into. And we want to talk about um, what we know about the air race, kind of historically from other friends, other pilots, and how this air race was different this year, things that we learned, things that we had to do, the whole process of the air race classic. Absolutely. We had a really good time doing it. Uh, we had a lot going on in the background of our normal lives. And I think that's the case for a lot of pilots. We enjoy flying, but we also have all these other things. Women's air racing started in 1929 with 20 pilots raced from Santa Monica, California to Cleveland, Ohio. 2002, it became the Air Race Classic. It was a project for sure. And um, definitely if, if if it's happening next year, we are probably going to prepare a little bit better. (laughs) I know. I hope it's, uh, you know, hopefully from what I've heard, you know, it was very different because of COVID. Like they didn't have it last year at all. And then, you know, when, by the time they had to make the decision on whether or not they were going to have it, they had tweaked it a little bit so that people weren't, you know, um, all around each other. And uh, we weren't doing the mask thing at the time. So um, that's kind of how they did it a little bit different this year. Yeah, I think uh, traditionally speaking, um, you know, it's a camaraderie thing. It's women in aviation. Over the years, they did this. It was a powder puff race. And then it was um, the Air Race Classic. And it it changed names a few times. But now uh, they turned it into a derby versus an air race. Um, Because we had never done this before. We really didn't know what to expect and what's actually going to differ from this year to next year. But you know, we had a really good time together and flying together, but I think what we were missing this year is that camaraderie of all the female pilots coming together at the different airports, at the different stops, because um, to my knowledge, it was all over the country, all over the world um, Mm -hmm. that this could be done. Um, So you actually just planned out your own route and they had to prove it. So um, it was a little difficult just stressful like trying to plan and go buy all the powerpoints and get online and and we have to do safety training like it was hard actually you know I was in the middle of a move right uh, kind of leading up to this and and if you've moved which most people have you know I had boxes everywhere was just trying to organize um different things and when you came over to Cincinnati for the flight I mean I had just 
moved the day before. My house was a complete wreck. There's like house. <laughs> just yeah. kind of a maze of boxes and it's like, welcome to my home. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like the days leading up, I mean, there was so much piling up on us and it felt like we could never get ahead of the curve, like trying to get our training done and every, we were hitting every deadline like last minute. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I think we just decided to do this a couple months ago. It wasn't like we had planned to do it for a year. I think, you know, we were able to sit down and focus once I was there and just really yeah. kind of hone in on what, um, obligations. And right. I think flying the day before, um, we didn't want to fly the route the day before we just wanted to fly, figure out how we were going to do turns, figure out how we were going to do all of those things. And I think that was super helpful to see what worked and what doesn't work. All and right. we got to lunch. Yes. <laughs> yes. At one of my favorite $100 hamburger spots in Indianapolis. Yeah. yeah so if you, if you guys haven't been to, yeah. uh, it's Rick's Echo Yankee Echo airport. Yeah. Um, you need to hit that up in Indianapolis. Yeah, and you just kind of walk over to Rick's Boatyard Cafe. It's on um, like this reservoir, and it's a really hot spot in Indianapolis. I've flown over there to have dinner, and I've had to wait for like over an hour because yeah. people, you know, it's like you're sitting on the water, and it's really pretty. I felt kind of feel more like I'm at like this beachy kind of location. Yeah. Yeah. Location. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what I know about the air race previously um from this year i know it started back in the 20s and um it kind of uh, i think the original route was from santa monica california to cleveland ohio and it's changed names as you suggested um one of them was the powder puff derby which i don't know why i really love that, <laughs> I, like I, love the that. I think that's really cool and i think that just makes me think of like strong women right right just looking so glamorous and flying across the country and um, sweating like we were sweating so bad. <laughs> yeah, when we did our practice run, um, it was so hot. It was so gross. And we were trying to take pictures and it was like, oh, my God, I'm so disgusting. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so I have actually sponsored a team before. Um, some of these universities have teams and they, they come up with a, a sheet of what things are expected to cost their fuel. You know, the routes are usually exactly planned out where the teams are going to go. Everyone goes to the same locations and they have, you know, blocks of hotel rooms and they have dinners and things like that planned along the route. And um, this year it was not that way because everyone kind of made their own course and it was, much shorter it's usually four days to to complete and it's like i don't know what 2400 miles or something like that i think yeah i mean we only flew what was our total route 400 and something yeah uh, and i'm just thinking about 2400 miles like woo! in a 172 i don't think so like can we get a serious on board next year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was a full day of flying for us and um yeah you know, we, we kind of, we started a little bit later than we had planned because of the fuel issue. We couldn't get fuel at the airport and flew to another airport to get fuel. So we couldn't really start when we wanted to, but, um, you know, always expect the unexpected with airplanes. Absolutely. I feel like. 
Yeah. yeah, the night before, we definitely should have just fueled up the night before. And I don't know why we didn't think of it. We were just hot and wanting to yeah. get home and exhausted. And yeah. we knew we had some more planning and things to do. So we were headed home and, you know, the we didn't realize that um, the cell, you know, full service fuel didn't start until 10 the next morning. So we were trying to get up before it got too hot. And yeah, we kind of yeah. did it that wrong. But lessons well. learned. That's right. Yeah. So before, um, you know, they, they did all these, you know, they planned the route and you had these stops, you know, and I think it was really cool because you could volunteer to work the stops and they had like, I think four days to complete it. So if weather was an issue because it has to be VFR, um, yeah. if weather was an issue, you could stop it whatever way point you needed. But people were more together and you'd see teams in passing. Like, think of how much fun it would be to like see teams. Like it's competitive, but it's also encouraging others. And I think they did a really good job of just posting um, on their Instagram and things like things we posted, they reposted. And we saw uh, Auburn had cheerleaders. So we thought yeah. we needed to go out and get pom-poms. <laughs> yeah. Like nobody yeah. was there for us but like we had a lot of fun with it i know we were like oh we gotta go to party city we gotta get some pom-poms <laughs> because we're not in college anymore and nobody's cheering so we gotta do it <laughs> yeah it's kind of like we need to hire some people to come cheer cheer us off as we go yeah i think next year we need to have like a cheer squad yeah right my shirts on for sure totally yes yes um, so um actually leading up to it um I guess they, you know, they decided how they're going to do this this year because of COVID and everything. So it wasn't going to be super social. And uh, I remember sending off the team that I had um, sponsored and um, actually at the location, all the teams were there, all the airplanes were parked and you came and everyone was there and you, you know, were cheering for them as they, as they went on their way. And it was, it was really cool. So different, you know, with us and we, had this crazy idea. It was like, I got an email or something about the air race. And I was like, hey, do you want to do this air race? And of course, we both are like, yeah, why not? <laughs> we why only not? have a million other things going on, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not good at saying no. <laughs> no, no, that's right. It was like, yes, we need to do this. Um, so we uh, then proceeded to uh, find out if I could get uh, some kind of sponsorship from sporties and we did and then it was like we needed to find an airplane and I actually knew someone who was letting me use his 172 and I reached out to him and asked him if we could use it he said yes sure and that was the simple part the hard part yeah. was the airplane there's so much information you have to put in I mean honestly like I have been working 17 jobs I feel like and thankfully you were able to do the waypoints and the the mapping of our route that looked kind of like a sideways house yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh you know really thankful that you were able to do that because i mean there was so much and you know they really just try to make it safe and fair and right. i mean it, there were days that we were both pulling out our hair but neither of us having done it before um I definitely recommend talking with teams that have done this before, getting their feedback. Um, everybody's in it together. I mean, we did get some help from some, 
you know, former people yeah. Yeah. when we needed some for flight help. But I mean, yeah. it, it's a lot. I mean, you have to do some safety stuff to make sure you guys are, you know, right. thinking about the safety aspect of it. And after the fact, actually, I, a big thing that I thought about that I was really proud of us for, like a lot of people see us on social media, um, taking selfies in the cockpit and taking pictures. And, you know, the day before it was like ridiculous hot, like 105 degrees or something, not yeah. that hot, but really hot. Um, yeah. And we had like feather boas on and whatever. But I do want to like stress that we were very safe in flying the air race. Um, the day before we had flown you know, Natalie's controls, I'd take a couple pictures, my controls, she'd take a couple pictures. Yeah. And, you know, really stress that like focus on flying the plane first. And, and it, it, it's fun. But like during our air race, I think we never really took out the phone. No, or no. Anything. We were flying this crazy line. I felt like I was IFR. I could have worn foggles to fly. I know. I know. Yeah, because we were like, you know, left, left. the right. Left. Oh, yeah, to the left, to the left. <laughs> left. And it was like, to the left, to the left. Because Natalie was like following this strategic line. We, we figured out on the Garmin computer in the in the airplane. I don't know if it's a 750 or what, uh -uh. That, um, what it was, but it has this little line, you know, and you're tracking up this line. But if your airplane was like just to the left of it, it would have like a little shooting arrow out of it. So it was like, Nope, left, right, left, left, yeah. left. And then we realized, like, not only on your heading indicator, but also on the Garmin, there was your exact direction. So that yeah. really helped us a lot. But it felt like we were flying IFR the whole time. So, yeah, yeah. Well, the story, okay, so with the pictures, I do want to address that. People, um, you know, we decided on the day we practiced, we took a lot of pictures. Yeah. Before we even got in the airplane yeah. and we said, okay, we're going to do pictures before. And then when we get back, we can do some, and then we won't really have to think about that during, on race day. You know, that shouldn't be our focus. Um, we we're doing this to fly and be responsible and all of those things. And, you know, and I think that's really important and not even in daily flying to lose uh, perspective of, uh, you know, when we were flying back at the end of our race, I remember you being like, okay, where's our out, you know, cause we were kind of over a city mm -hmm. at that point. I don't know if we were over Cincinnati or Dayton or somewhere Yeah. like, okay, we need to make sure since we're over a congested area that we do have an out and we had yeah. some airport cho choices, but, um, yeah, those things are really important to still be addressing and not just be complacent flying totally, the yes yeah yeah and I think one of the challenges um I had heard some of the women on some of the webinars that live like further south than us are you know in the afternoons you get thunderstorm activity and it's really best to go in the mornings and, and that happened to us as we as the day progressed you know there were pop-up so thunderstorms and, pop up. yeah that you just have to, to be aware of. And as the day heats up, it gets a little bit bumpier and a little more turbulent. So, um, yeah, I feel like our last two legs were kind of a rodeo, but, um, we, we were just constantly, I mean, thankfully they don't make us keep a set altitude and we get to choose yeah. that because we were just the last two legs. I feel like we were just trying to find smooth air. Yeah. Um, it was like, 
And and I think at one point I'm like, why are you going so slow? <laughs> you know, it was like we had pulled pulled back just a little bit, and it because we didn't want to be in that bumpy air and yeah. running yeah. the engine and you know just everything. So we were just trying to keep the speed down, you know, just to. It wasn't for airspeed. We really didn't know where we were at on our numbers, anyways. It was. Um, it wasn't that. It was just like trying to keep. Yeah. Move. Yeah. Right. No, no damage and comfort, you know, as well. Um, so the actual course, when I planned the course, um, of course, I, I mean, I went into it thinking, well, I'm just going to make a big circle. You have to start right. and stop at the same place. Right. And then it became more complicated with yeah. like airspace. Airspace. And then, you know, you don't want to go through a towered airspace because right. then they might wrap you around or you have to be above their airspace. Yeah. Or you also have to think about, um, well, the legs had to be a certain length, so I knew that they had to be at least six or five. And, yep. and of course, there weren't, you know, the waypoints that I picked out. Some of them were just like, and I always went a little, little over 65, um, right. just to give myself, make sure we didn't have a short leg. But then it was like, okay, looking for another 65 mile leg was not easy. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay, well, this one's going to be longer because it just gets us around, um, you know, we had Cincinnati, Indianapolis, Columbus, Dayton. Dayton. We had uh, a lot of airspace. Yeah. 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 And and we so where we took off from was not our starting airport, thankfully, because we needed fuel. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we flew north, picked up some fuel, and then we took off from there. And then we had to climb. We actually kind of like diverted a little bit to climb up. And then we kind of like pilled back into that so that we were right on direct and then got on to our, went over our waypoint. I started a timer. Um, that would have been handy to have another person in the back just to do timer, to yeah. be telling us what time we were at, just to be tracking us. Because yeah. it was just a lot of things going on at all times. Um, I was so tense, you know, holding that line. It was like, <laughs> to the left, to the left. <laughs> like, four left. But I think doing our practice run of just that first leg, the first day really helped like figure out what we should be yeah. doing and what we should not be doing. Um, the other thing was definitely um, making the turns, you know, they're very tense um, because when you, when you make that turn, so we had a, about a 90 degree, so we're going this way and then, you know, we're going West and then we had to take a turn to the North about a 90 degree and I'm like well they told us we had to have seven miles we had to be back on track so seven miles I'm like oh gosh we got our cranker you know yeah. it just comes so quick when you're at speed you know so I was like oh seven miles but if you think about it seven miles you have some time but yeah. um we so actually did really well with that better than we thought first turn was the best turn we had all day it was like <laughs> this beautiful like come back in and then like we teardropped in just a yeah. little bit like it was perfect yeah um, then the next one we were like turn, turn. <laughs> keep turning keep turning you know, like, yeah. it's just like this but when you zoomed out of it it still was so close it was just like we had zoomed in so far when we were on our our ipads and the screen on the computer or on the airplane because you wanted to be right on that line. So yeah. I yeah. think that was like pressure to stay there too, you know? Right. Well, so the line, I mean, once you create your five uh, waypoints, 
then, and you have those five legs, I guess you'd say, yeah. you have to stay on that course within half a mile, correct? Yeah, I think the tolerance was like 0.5 on either yeah. side. Right, so, right. You know, it's like, it gives you leeway, but like not a ton. So I was like, nope, we need to get left. And we just would veer a little bit and then, nope, we got to keep left, you know? And yeah. the wind changed every time you turned. Right. So, you know, you had to, and that could change through, it changed a lot throughout the day. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, just kept checking it and making sure, and, you know, our, the heat was rising, everything was changing. Like, so you just really have to be aware of all of your study, you know, surroundings. And so remember the four minutes we, um, we were talking about four minutes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the winds, when we had, because the morning of, okay, so you submit your plan. And oh. then the morning, yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, what is she talking about? The morning <laughs> of, <laughs> you have to tell them, you know, you're doing your rice today. Here's what we estimate. <laughs> Here's our estimated time. And so I'm like, okay, well, we're going to go into our four flight. Four flight's amazing. I mean, the things that you can do on there is just crazy. But yeah. so you go into your four flight. You know, we go, we looked at 6,000, but then we looked at the clouds. We knew we weren't going to get to 6,000 once we got up there. Mm -hmm. So we, I think we went at about like 45 or something. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, here we are, you know. Yeah, one direction you're going west and the winds, yeah. you know. Yeah, everything's changes. And then like, you're supposed to be at certain altitudes. Like, so we were like, ah, yeah. well. So we get into four flight, we're looking and I'm like, okay, it says this leg is going to take us about 43 minutes. Okay, cool. And then like the next one's this time, you know, and I think <laughs> overall it told us it was going to be like three hours and 20 minutes. And I'm like, you yeah. know what? Every time I have a flight plan, I'm always late. Like either I slow the plane down or the climb takes longer or, yeah. you know, it's, it's better to estimate slow than have to like keep up and like feel like we have to push the plane yeah, to yeah. a point that's unsafe. So yeah. I was like, you know what we should do? We should add four minutes to each leg. <laughs> yeah. Very strategy. That's our wing it strategy. So if we do well in this, hear me out. That's my plan for next year. <laughs> four minutes. Just add four minutes. Four minutes each leg. and twenty seconds because I think we were a little slow. Okay. Yeah, we didn't, I mean, we didn't really think about, okay, the wind was coming straight east or whatever, you know, on one leg, and then it's like, so we have a headwind, and then it's like a crosswind, and it's a tailwind, we're going to be going like, whoo, much faster, <laughs> we're like four minutes. <laughs> we're just going to have four minutes per leg, and you know what, our, I think our first leg was like right on point, and then the second leg, we were slow, like, so it kind of evens out, but um you know, like if your last leg is really long and you're flying into the wind, you kind of have to account yeah. for that, you know, and we got bumpy, so we didn't really account for that either. So we had to slow down. Right. So honestly, right. like, I think my four minute method might've just uh, done us okay. Yeah. I don't recommend it. That's probably not what the Purdue students are, you know, talking about. <laughs> yeah. I love you guys, but I, I can't wait to hear other people's methods and I what know. they use because maybe it's their top secret, but we just let ours out. So maybe, yeah. Like four minutes sounds good. Let's have four minutes. <laughs> I was like six minutes. Nah, that's too much. Two minutes. Ah, nope. 
four. Not enough. Yeah. I don't no. know why we picked four, but that was no. So do we even know actually how we did? Because I feel like the last couple of legs, I think you forgot to stop start the timer on one of them or stop it or something. So I actually have the times for all of the legs. Okay. The only thing that was the issue, so because we stopped at another airport uh, and got fuel after our third leg, so we flew three legs. Our third leg, we ended at an airport for fuel. That's a whole mm -hmm. nother story. Yeah. We land at this airport at about 11.45 or 12, it was 12.45. Right, 12.45. Airport at 12.45. Yeah. We had to cross the waypoint, which was halfway down the runway. So we just rolled through, crossed the waypoint, pulled onto the ramp, went in to get fuel. The airport was closed and we're like, ah, crap. How do we get fuel? So we looked at the note, we looked online, um, at the FBO information and it said they opened it one thankfully because they were only full service. I'm so used to everywhere just having self-service. So I don't even think about it being a time. But yeah. it was Monday and yeah. So that's so weird, you know, because I'm so used to it being full service. We talked about this and I don't know if it's different yeah. in your area, you know, because it's like Full service is just kind of how it is at all the airports that I go to. I mean, maybe it's an Ohio thing because honestly, um, in Illinois, it's it's quite the opposite. And so there's always like even um, bigger airports have a self serve kind of situation yeah. most of the time. Um, but anyways, we we landed there, but when we took back off, we had to cross that point. I started the timer, but I think when we made that second leg the second leg of the second leg so the fourth leg yeah. and then it turned into the fifth I forgot to start um a lap timer oh so, gotcha. so I had the last, actual leg was I had yeah the last two in one mm -hmm. so I just had to combine the times which was totally fine so yeah. I, I feel like we were only like a minute and a half slow yeah if it goes by their calculations of when we hit that waypoint and maybe I was delayed because I was telling you to turn yeah, or yeah. Versa, like we could be fast or slow. I mean, we could have been like 20 minutes off. I don't really know, but yeah. you know, it's, it's all in what the GPS is picking up and four flight was picking up for us. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's a total guessing game and it's a total, like it, it's all in strategy and, so I think it would have been helpful to have one extra person in the back just to help us with timing. Um, yeah, I agree. Feed us frequently. Yes. Because I had frequencies. I, you know, Natalie flew most of it. I would take over so she'd get a break. Um, but most of it, Natalie flew. I made her fly all the turns. That way I could tell her exactly where we needed to be. She could fly the plane. Because if we switched that, I feel like, we would have been then miscommunicating. Yeah. Her. Yeah. There were a couple of times actually when you were like, yeah, keep going, keep going. Keep and, going. and I meant like on that heading and yeah. kept turning and I was like, yeah. Oh crap, turn left, turn left. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just like finding the right verbiage beforehand would have helped us a little bit better too. Um, yeah. like hold this heading or keep turning or, mm -hmm. you know, just, kind of a language between the two of you. Um, yeah. And remember on the first, like the practice day, we talked to flight following 
and we were trying to explain what we were doing and we thought that's that would be best because they could keep traffic kind of out of our way and then we actually decided the day of not to talk to flight following you know I, I always if I go more than 30 minutes 30 miles I typically always get on flight following yeah. just I feel safer I'm already on with somebody it's, yeah. it's never an issue but yeah. um you know I always had plugged in Cincinnati approach I had always plugged in you know whatever was close or nearby us we would listen in because if we did have an emergency or an issue we could talk to them we also had all of our traffic up on our screen yeah. so we had that um so we were playing it safe but it was so complicated and i wonder how other teams did it as well yeah. is if they picked up flight following because you know how do you like i wanted to request like this fix to this fix to this fix to this fix because we had mapped all of that out and most of our waypoints were fixes or airport so yeah. it would have been fine but i just feel like if they would have had to divert us then what you know and yeah, yeah. I don't know. I know that the the actual judges or whatever, if there was some reason why you got off course, you could explain it and they could try to figure it out. But I would say yeah, that would be times would be off. You know what I mean? Unless you were to yeah. like go back and start at that thing and then start it over and then fly. Yeah. You know, and then they like they might. That'd be really hard. Yeah. you or something like. So I was just like, I don't want to, you know, test it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, so the difference, um, you know, with this one in previous years where you really could take any route you really wanted to to get to that next point. You didn't have to stay on a certain course, you know, the one you didn't have to submit an actual course. Um, that's my understanding anyway. Um, so, yeah, and then afterwards, you know, we're still working on submitting the files because you have to download these files from your from your. A GPS app that you're using that tracks you and they the judges I don't know how they do it because I just dealing with ours has been you just get a file with like 17,000 numbers in it and I'm hoping that we figure it all out which our last file seemed to have worked somewhat um, but they weren't time stamped like it's just uh, kind of crazy what um, hard, yeah I feel like we should definitely do like a seminar like night where they just like do a video and walk you through everything so then everybody's on the same page they had presentations and powerpoints but i think they were written out and that could be misconstrued so i think if there was a video we could have watched it and made it maybe been a little bit easier i'm not critiquing them because i can't even imagine how hard it is to judge all of these and put them into this system now i so, know i yeah. can't either so many different kinds of files I didn't even know existed. KML, CSV, all these different things. I'm like, what? I know pilots like their, you know, to shorten everything and yeah. abbreviate, but I'm over it. Like, I'm over the abbreviation. <laughs> they are crazy files, and I don't understand what's in them, and that's why I'm not in technology. I know. I know. So when we did it, you know, um, normally the races are like June 21st through June 24th or whatever. And you have these days that you're, everyone's racing. And this year, because it's a little bit different, you have uh, like a two-week period 
to actually complete your race that you submitted and you submit it your kind of your flight path you know like a few weeks ago there are deadlines when you have to have your airplane uh, information deadlines when you have to have your flight plan information in and then the day of you know you you add the four minutes to each leg and then send your estimates <laughs> i mean if you need help figuring out your numbers just give me a call All right. add four minutes. yes <laughs> um so you know, there's just a lot, uh, lot going on, and with, I'm sure with the judges, like they would definitely are looking forward to getting back to the way it used to be, okay. yeah. versus all these little files and everything. That I'm not a computer person. I, you know, I don't know what all these different kinds of files are, and for them, I don't know how they do it. But it was actually pretty complicated doing the flight plan because not every um, like four flight is an app that pilots use, you know, to plan out. It's like a map basically, but every airport uh, may not be that because you have to have it where you cross and you had to land one time during the thing and you have to make sure the four flight actual location pin or whatever is in the middle of the airport. And it's not always like in the middle of the runway. So then you had to go to Google earth and then, you know, you had to submit your longitude and latitude in a certain format, you know, it was, uh, it was complicated and, and they had some webinars that, that walked through that. Um, and, uh, but it was still doing, it was a very, uh, confusing process for some of us. Yeah. yeah. For some of us that are not tech savvy, I mean, I would love at Oshkosh and things to be able to go to some of the four flight and some of the Garmin, um, seminars to be able to just like dive into more because you know how much things how many things that it will do for you and I have no idea right I've seen people post like videos where it's like their little airplane takes off and then it's like woo, and then they're like flying around and then I'm like <laughs> where the heck did they get that and they're like oh four flight does that and I'm like it does what yeah it does so much it does so much and there are other apps as well but like that's just what I have been taught to use but yeah I don't think I use it probably one one hundredth. Right. Totally. Actually does. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be cool. Um, if I could sit long long enough for them to cover everything, you know, because I mean, it's probably so be much. Like four at a time. Like, just give me the basics. Yeah. It needs to be like different levels, the basics, yeah. and then you build on that, and then you build on that. Too, honestly, I think there's probably things that they dive into more so than others. And yeah. yeah, yeah, I've been to a few of those things. That like, I don't know if it was Sun and Fun or Oshkosh, but they are really, really great. You're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know it do that, and then you start getting used to using those features, and it's really cool. But you know, for me to sit down and like try everything out, I'm not going to sit there and. and I'm Someone, I need to like force myself to go to like a class. What if, what if Four Flight invited us to come and we could do a really cool thing? That'd be fun. I know. I mean, this is your sign, Four Flight. Yes, come on, Four Flight. Give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> Number is. <laughs> so, what do you think um, next year is going to be like with the air race? Are you ready to do it again or you're like, oh, I don't know? a lot honestly I would love to do it if it went back to normal yeah. I think the camaraderie and um, I think because we have the podcast and because we are both 
very in aviation and giving scholarships and doing so much in the aviation world. I think it would be fun and a good place for us to be to just meet and greet a lot more people. And I would definitely throw somebody in the back so we could keep those times a little yeah. bit closer. And um, I think it would be a lot of fun. Uh, I think definitely, you know, we had a couple sponsors, but we would definitely have to have some bigger sponsors yeah. have to pull some more money out ourselves yeah. uh, just because, you know, you're, you're going from 400 to 2,400 miles and overnights and yeah. fuel and just everything food. And I mean, you're just, you're just thinking a lot more. So I think um, I didn't really understand why a lot of teams were fundraising until I kind of dove into that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, because when you have three people, you're like, ah, just split the, split the cost of fuel, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that's, that's not a, all. It's expensive. That's a lot. A lot of flying, a lot of fuel. Yeah, uh, especially for the normal race. Like, for for this year, I think it was more attainable. Um, yeah. 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 Bit. But I would definitely, I'd like the four-day thing. You know, the thing with that is it's always VFR. There's no night flying. And there's, um, it's not unusual to have some kind of weather delay and even a leg cut out because, but you know, they couldn't fly to that specific destination because of weather. So that's right. a possibility. And yeah, it's one of those things where, um, you know, you've got your route and so you might have to go north and then like, but you can't change the route. Like it's, it's not like you can do your flight planning and then that just like suddenly you know, get changed and you're like, oh, well, I'm going to go to this waypoint first or, you know, change it to meet the weather standard, you know, but yeah, just not the way it works. So no, no. Right. Yeah. I think I would do it again. I don't know if I would do it again this way, but I mean, I learned a ton, you know, I learned so much about this airplane that I've been flying, um, all this information I had to gather and, uh, you know, questions I had to ask so I really dove into that a lot and learned uh, and I really appreciate all the work that goes into Absolutely. you know what these air race classic people do and and the racers and the, and the people that actually put it on the volunteers it's a lot of work I, mean, I know we emailed them like 150 times <laughs> it's like, yeah you know we've we've been dealing with one person on submitting all of our stuff and you know an email you don't really get somebody's like how they're talking to you or whatever they're just like this isn't working or this is working or you know whatever and I think you know we jumped on a call earlier and it was just like she's like no I'm so sorry and and here we are thinking we're like the stepchildren like I'm so sorry like, <laughs> we were doing something wrong you know yeah. and she's like no we've been having a couple of issues with other people as well and I'm like well I'm I'm thankful that it's not just us but I'm also like I just hate it for them because we just have to keep, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to be helpful, but I'm like, I don't know what other way to submit it. So yeah, right. Right. It's, um, it's a learning experience. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. Anything else that, that you want to say? I would want to say, you know, anybody that, um, has any interest, like, I think it, it's really cool. I, I think having a timer person in the back is good because you're not only, I'm, I'm trying to stay on course and flying and if it's bumpy, you know, all that, but we got to look for traffic. We, yeah. Got, we got to think about water, food. Yeah. you know, grabbing our snacks, water, you know, any of those kinds of things in flight. Um, it would have just been helpful or just even have them feeding us with Hey, I need indie approach or, Hey, I need this, yeah. um, frequency, you know, and, and that way I could be like 
coaching you, guiding you, you're just flying the plane. And what most people don't realize is like the 172 that we were flying um, had no autopilot. Like, right. you know, the, the Garmin 750 or whatever, but like we had no autopilot, no nothing. So for 400 miles, that's a lot to fly, hand fly. So hand flying is not for sissies. No. <laughs> no, but, true. True. Yeah. So, but I think next year will be a lot of fun. Um, definitely would recommend autopilot. Yeah, yeah, I know. I flew in an airplane today that has a really nice autopilot. And uh, I was like, man, this would have been amazing to have yeah. in a race. But we probably would have been eating way too much food. <laughs> yeah, we were like, now what do we do? Do we just yeah. sit here? Yeah, we had some good, um, it was fun to be able to tell some people. Remember when we were getting fuel the first time, that couple was yeah. in the airport, and we were telling them all about it, and they were like, we're going to watch you. And, you know, uh, um, you know, was it was it for flight or flight aware or something I like that? I think they were track us on, like, flight aware or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, it's kind of fun, like, Nobody had a clue what we were doing because it wasn't this big camaraderie of a event, you know, but like how fun was it to like be like, we're flying an air race and we yeah. have a podcast. You were like, we have a podcast and I have fly girl clothing and yeah. you know, <laughs> like, you know, plug those in, you know, but how yeah. fun, you know? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. All right. Well. I know you've got a lot going on coming up. I've got a lot going on. I finally got, I think I've got like four more boxes to unpack. And it's like, you wouldn't even recognize this place, Alyssa. It's like, you can actually see the floor. Uh, you know, I've, I've got things in the cabinets all put away. It's like so much better. Did you take the tags off the rugs? Tags are off the rugs, yes. And I have a shower curtain and a shower rod in the bathroom. <laughs> so you don't have to crawl into the bathtub and no. under the windows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. This is fun as always. Um, and please make sure you are following us on Instagram at cockpits dot and cocktails. Uh, and then fly Alyssa my co-host and co-pilot and myself, Natalie, uh, at Fly Girl Kelly on Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. We have, um, you thing. know, all the things, all the cool people that we're talking to. If you haven't listened, go back and listen to some of the, some of the really great episodes and we have some, some cool ones planned in the future too. Yes. And huge thank you to Sporties and Fresh Aircraft Sales, our own podcast, Cockpits and Cocktails and Fly Girl. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring this event and we cannot wait for next year. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.